This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for being here. I'm Sarah Michelle Bliss. Um, I am a master coach with Workman Success, and I think I'm going on six years uh, coaching with Workman, so it's super exciting. Oh, I wow. love doing it. Um, it is uh, such a thrill to get to coach people like Nicole and Jermisha and just see their businesses, you know, using the work the Workman concepts and see their businesses just get transformed. And so I've been selling real estate 25 years. Um, I'm actually a an original founder for the brokerage that I work for here in Phoenix. And uh, currently I do sell, uh, but I am also the director of uh, agent development for my brokerage. So I do a lot of training, some recruiting, and a lot of retention. So um, love that part of the job is the retention. So I'm super excited to be here. And uh, I don't know how we even got to this conversation, I think, because Burl was at your guys' office, and that, that's what <laughs> yeah. prompted this yes, webinar. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he came down and he did a um, all-day session. Um, it was called um, How to Thrive in Real Estate. It was the morning session, and then he did an afternoon team mastermind. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, sat with us, sat with our brokerage, sat with our audience, I mean, and just gave some great information, and we got so much great feedback. You know, the audience was very empowered and powered up and you know even the agents come back and say you know Verl said this Verl said that I'm doing this because Verl said do this and Verl said do that and we're like yeah we say that all the time but when Verl mm -hmm. says it you know it's resonated differently it's different yeah yeah absolutely so that's you guys having Verl there prompted this webinar uh, to sure get you guys get you guys together and of course I'm excited to facilitate it so uh Nicole why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Nicole Handy. Uh, fun, not a funny story, but Jamisha and I are first cousins. So she yes, is the broker of the brokerage. We are co-owners of the uh, Brave Real Estate Group here in Houston, Texas. We have been coaching mm -hmm. going on two years. No, it's no, going on three years. Going on three years. Going on three years. So Sarah is, it was our original coach and we've stuck with her ever since. So we really, really like her. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We like Sarah. We really, we really, really do like her. Um, personally, I am um, a wife to my six foot nine husband, Larry. Um, and also I have a daughter named Lee. Awesome. We're going to dive in a little bit more, but um, we do have, so they have their brokerage, but they also have a team inside the brokerage that Nicole runs. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but uh, just a really unique um, boutique brokerage that they have. And Nicole, um, Jermisha, you want to tell us about your, your, your Zoom says Nicole. So <laughs> that's what threw me off. Oh, like, wait, oh, oh, yeah. Let me go in and change Jermisha. Yes. <laughs> tell us a little bit about you. Yes, I'm Jermisha Goodo, Madam Broker of Brain Real Estate Group. As Nicole stated, we're our first cousins. We've been partners since the, the early, early days. So, uh, no, I'm a real estate uh, broker. I've been in real estate for 11 years. Uh, we founded Brain Real Estate Group four years ago. So it's been a great journey. It's an even better journey once we met Workman uh, and Sarah. So uh, it's it's been phenomenal. I am a mother, I'm a wife, I have three children, and the youngest is a nine-month-old who keeps me up late, late at night. But it's been so exciting. I can't wait to share with you our, our journey with the workmen, our journey with the brokerage. It's It's been phenomenal. So thank you for having us. And let me change my name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Let me go ahead. And I want you guys to keep that in mind, four years brokerage as we move through this, um, and just to see the tremendous growth that these ladies have had in their 
in their brokerage uh, in just a really short period of time. So I just got back from Salt Lake City. We uh, a couple times a year, Rural brings us all up to Salt Lake to the headquarters, and we do an intensive two and a half day training, which is you know just makes us better as coaches. And and the theme this year was a, a pantry and the difference between following a recipe versus or, or baking versus cooking and how to follow a recipe. And so when we talk about the twelve key concepts at Workman, you know we all have a pantry, and you could probably not necessarily me because I'm a terrible cook, but most of you on this call could go into your pantry, find some ingredients and throw them together and make a meal, right? And so we all have the ingredients in our pantry. It's just, we need a recipe, right? We need the recipe to follow. And so, and when you're baking, you really have to follow the recipe. Otherwise things don't turn out right. Um, a missing ingredient or too much of something, you know, or not following could fall flat, right? All those things. So when we talk about the 12 key concepts, that's the, 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 the ingredients. And then when we follow the recipe, which is following what we, what we coach, then we have the results that we want. And, you know, Verl said something absolutely brilliant. A um, couple, this was a few months ago, but he said it again at coach training is that greatness is predictable. Mm. but so is, so is failure. Right. And so greatness is predictable. And what, you know, Jermisha and Nicole have done is they've followed the recipe and that's why they've had the results that they've had. So let's go ahead and dive in. Okay. So what was your business? You guys were on a team before, weren't you? Before you started the brokerage? We were on the Braden Real Estate Group team. So we created a small team. So it was just, just, just the two of us basically. Okay. Uh, on a small team before we started Braden Real Estate Group. Okay, so how was your business before you got into coaching? <laughs> so, so <laughs> let me see. So, Jamisha and I, one thing, one thing we were very good at is selling real estate, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, uh, we both prior to had corporate jobs, right? So we kind of, you know, took some of, you know, just the professionalism and aspects of, you know, our corporate experience and, you know, turned it into, I mean, poured it into our real estate business, but we were great at selling real estate, sold tons of real estate, you know, multi-million dollar producers. What we did not know is how to run a brokerage, you know, or how to run a team, right? So we, like I said, transaction wise, you know, all the ins and outs of that um, was great, right? But when we actually started the brokerage, that's when we saw and recognized that, hey, this is a totally different skill set, right? And brokerage and team, right? Being an individual producing agent is one thing. Being a brokerage owners, team leaders is totally, totally different, right? And that's the piece that we did not have down. You know, we tried to mimic things that we you saw we um, we did in our previous brokerages. I think we were with four or five brokerages before we started our own. And so, you know, some of the tools and resources that they use, we had those in the mix. But I'll just be very honest, we were not making money, you know, mm-hmm. because we were very agent focused, right? We came into our business offering everything to agents that we wanted as realtors, right? What do we want? Low splits, tons of resources, all the training you can provide, hands-on, you know, coaching and all of that stuff. Um, You know, I wanted a lot of realtors were part-time, you know, and so um, we offered everything that we would want as an agent, not thinking like a business owner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so before we hired coaching, honestly, we were probably on our way out of business. Yeah, absolutely. Like like Nicole stated, we were very agent centric. So we had a very agent centric mindset. It's how can we be more competitive? How can we grow agents? We were a new brokerage. So we were a new brokerage. So most new brokerages attract new agents. So Nicole and I were grinding. When I say we were hustling, like we were not short of hustling. We were making money individually. We were hustling. We were doing everything it takes to take care of our clients. But at the end of the day, we poured all of our individual resources into the brokerage. Right. right. And so yeah. that's a problem. And so somebody told me that the broke, 
and broker. Which means broke. Yes. <laughs> so we found out quickly what that yeah. could mean. And so we had to put a, a stop gate to that. We had, we had to reach out for help. So, sure. that's, so that's interesting we, that you say that you were on your way out the door. So money probably was tight, right? And then to, yes. to, to decide to invest in workmen, <laughs> right? To invest in coaching. That's a huge decision. That's yeah. a huge yeah. decision. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, obviously you, that's probably why you made the decision, right? Is recognizing we need help. So did you guys think about any other programs or was workmen your just your go-to? Workmen, to be honest, was our go-to. We were mm -hmm. exposed to workmen through HAR. HAR had a uh, a teams training. And H for those of you who don't know who HAR is, is our local MLS association, uh, the Houston Association of Realtors. They had an HAR teams. You know, it had all the value proposition and things and all the pain points that we were experiencing in the advertisement. So we like, sign us up for that. Yeah. Uh, so after we were exposed to uh, the teams training, uh, the information about ramp and slam for those who are working clients, uh, it was like, okay, we need and I mean, to and ask it, more. And, and workmen had what I call an out of the box solution, mm -hmm. right? Um, in my corporate days, I, I worked um, in corporate IT and we would, you know, bring on what we call out of the box solutions. So basically solutions software that was already developed and we would just tweak it, you know, for the needs of our business. And so when you look at how much time, energy, mm -hmm. you know, an out of the box solution can save you, you know, it was a no brainer to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure, for sure. Okay, and well, let's it, it was scary, you know, to invest in coaching when you hear the cost associated with uh, investing in coaching, because from time from an agent centric mindset and not with the business mindset, you're just like, I don't want to spend that money right now. And, you know, I want to spend that money on something else. Um, but it was probably one of the best investments that we've ever made. Well, can we just let that it's probably I, how, were you guys profitable last year? Oh yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we actually doubled doubled our profit our profits too, from you know, the year before. So it's, it's, I hate to say this, but we were kind of like, uh, yeah, we looked at our taxes with our CPA, um, this you know earlier this year, and I'm like, we gotta spend some more money. Like we gotta spend some more yeah, money. Like it's, it's costing us. To, we're getting taxed too heavy. You know, we need to find other so, ways to expense out of some you know some more money. So in two years of coaching, your brokerage, your brokerage doubled mm -hmm. in profitability. Absolutely. So I just want to make sure people hear that <laughs> so that we, 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 we yeah. make sure because a lot of, you know, I coach a lot of broker owners and majority of them, they struggle, right? They struggle with recruiting. They struggle with retention. They struggle with understanding their value proposition um, mm -hmm. and what makes them Let's touch you know, on that. Yeah, we're going to touch. Yeah. We're going to touch on that in a couple of slides. But you know, most brokerages are not operating in a profit in a profit zone. So I, I want to make sure we highlight that. So. Um, what was your first year? What do you think was the biggest change for you coming into coaching? It was changing the mindset shift. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was the mindset shift and it was the, the focus. So before that, we were just, we were really putting out fires. We yeah. were putting out fires in so many areas of our business and, you know, put some energy here with some marketing. Nicole, put out some more videos. Nicole, do this, you know, do that. Okay, we got to work on this back end. Let's do some compliance. Let's do this. Let's do that. Okay, let's put some money into some Facebook ads. Let's put some money here. Let's do that. We were kind of all over the place. Just trying to do what we, when we were successful realtors, what did we do to be successful? So it's trying to follow that same dynamic. And that dynamic was not working as broker owners or uh, potential team leaders as we were growing out uh, a small production team with, uh, with the business at the time. So it was, it was, it was full of challenges and it was, it was a lack of focus. 
Um, well, one thing I'm going to say about you two is that you guys, your first year in coaching, you were sponges. You came mm-hmm. in and you were you were incredibly coachable, and you bought into a, a system called Daily Success Habits. Um, and your you okay mm-hmm. your buyers yeah. agents really bought into it, right? So your first buyers agent, first year in the business, did what 11 million his first year Absolutely. as a buyers agent. Yeah, yeah so he, he went from two million to 10 million, but he really honed in on success habits. Mm-hmm. You know, I he. It, took it like no other, ran with it like no other, was focused on it, you know, that pretty much consumed his life. Um, and yeah, yeah, he went from $2 million to $10 million producer in just 12 yeah. months. In just 12 he came months. In with the, he came in with the nothing to lose mentality when it came to daily success habits. Right. And the daily success habits were such a game changer that that one piece of the business, that one aspect on, you know, money-making activities, it changed it. But it was the commitment to... I just need to do the work mm-hmm. and it was, but, it was everything. So it was definitely the mindset shift in doing the work. Yeah. And I think one of the cool things about Bernard is that now we have evidence of success, right? Absolutely. We can say that, Hey, this buyer's agent did it. Now go do what he's done. Because again, right. greatness is predictable, right? And if we follow the recipe, we get the desired results. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that about him. What's he going to do this year? What's he on track to do? Ooh. Well, we got, we have, so we, we've promoted him. You know, yes. being honest, he, he's no longer on the team. And now, you know, he's leading our development division. Um, He has a passion for that. He's gotten really good at it. So now his success habits have actually changed a little bit, you know, in terms of his audience. Right. So it's still sure. the habits, the success habits that you did to gain all of these buyer clients. Now let's transition that over to gaining all of these developer clients and new opportunities for us. Sure. Absolutely. Brokerage, you know? And yeah. that's the beauty about the daily success habits. It's their habits, right? Habits that you should do daily. Okay. It's, you know, it's really kind of, you know, very simple, uh, very, you know, what they say, keep it simple is daily success habits. These are habits that you need to do daily to be successful. And so you can really mimic that and take that same core, uh, you know, habits and transition it and translate into any other area of your business. And you can still find that same level of success. Even us as not buyers, agents, just individual agents, um, you could still use it. So that's yeah, the beauty I think, of it. I think workman, workman team, you need to just take that little snippet that she just mm-hmm. said about daily success habits. And we'll just mm-hmm. use yeah. that. Training, <laughs> I mean, right? you just honestly, <laughs> and, and you will use it. You have, you have recruiting on the screen. The success habits do not change. The audience changes. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. so we've even given success habits to our recruiter. You know, he, he has a specific set of success habits, recruiting agents. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. the habit, like she said. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about recruiting. So you guys are some of my favorite people to talk about when it comes to recruiting because <laughs> we, we started out. Well, well we, I mean, let's just be transparent. You started out. You had a bunch of part timers that from Madam yes. Jermisha's Jermisha's oh. nickname is Madam Broker, just so y'all know. Uh, so Broker. she went from <laughs> she went from dealing with risk management and rogue agents to we basically went through and cleaned house. Oh yes, we a, did. Got rid of a bunch of agents that were just they were they were risk they were risk people risk. right and they were sucking the life out of it and not making things fun and then mm-hmm. we, then we went we, and so they've gone from a handful of agents in two years to over ninety agents and we're gonna dive into that a little bit more but uh, we we started though with culture. That was one of the first yes. things that our first assignments is yeah. what, what's your culture? What do you want to be known for? And they had already kind of started this organic, very classy. If you've ever followed Nicole on YouTube or Facebook, her videos are amazing. I'm happy to talk more oh, about thank that. You. Um, but, but you guys started with that. So what are your guys' core values? So our core values are, I mean, they're, 
first, the foundation of the core values is based on who we are. And you spoke to our organic culture that was already created, which was a culture and a, a commitment, a lifestyle of a family of excellence of accountability and so our core values kind of align with that and so they're leading with excellence if we're going to do something we're not going to just I forgot some things I can say we're on the webinar so certain things we're just not going to do is subpar okay we're going to say subpar right we're going to do them we're going to do them with excellence you know goal oriented a lot of times that we're in this and what we learned that from our core values is I mean from our daily success habits we're just going we were going initially we were going through the motions so in order to be successful we had to have a goal in mind we had to be goal oriented so goal oriented is one of our uh core values as well as well lead with integrity that's very important with Brayden, mm -hmm. especially in this industry. So leading with integrity, we have a polished image, always acting with uh, professionalism, uh, reaching back and pulling forward because we have a commitment to our community that we serve. And we have a commitment and duty to each other as mm -hmm. a, from a collaboration perspective. Uh, we definitely have a client obsessed. Come on now, we can't do our job without being fully obsessed with the clients that we serve. So those are some mm -hmm. of our our core values, but once we identify, come on, Sarah, Sarah was like, I need y'all to bring me, what are y'all core values? Y'all need to have y'all core value and value yeah. our next training session. It changed the game. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, workman has instilled in us to hire and fire according to our core values, yeah. right? And we use that very heavily, but one, one core value Jamisha didn't mention was solution driven. Yes. And the reason why I really, really like that one is because it's helped us to shape up the, the mindset of our agents as, you know, don't come just with a complaint, you know, come with a solution or come, come, to, let's talk through how we can have a solution, you know, develop a solution. And so not just from, you know, the agent broker relationship, but also with your clients, you know, be solution driven, be solution forward, you know, just don't think, don't, don't come with a complaint. And that's really kind of helped us foster better relationships with our agents, right? <laughs> because they know, um, you know, don't start off with the complaint, you know, let's start off with, uh, let's, let's start off with the solution first and then work backwards to why we're talking it through a solution. Sure. But yeah. And recruitment, we, if once we, once we set the core values, even going on maternity leave, you know, where I was handling most of the recruitment, Nicole and Ebony or Kirby, whoever's a part of the recruitment process can be like, okay, they're not aligned with our core values. We're going to pass on this agent or even the agents that we were attracting once we became true to our core values and had a right. consistent, um, you know, put that out there. Then the agents, they self-eliminated themselves, you know, in the process once they identified that, uh, no, nah, I'm not aligned with that. And that's perfectly okay. And that's what we love about our core values. We put them out there. We let everybody know what they are when we first meet them and first interact with them. And if they're not aligned with it, it's no love loss. It's a home for everyone. Uh, but mm -hmm. these are just the core values we live by. So what do you think, because from a recruiting perspective, I have my thoughts on what I think works well for you guys. But do you think, Nicole, is there one particular thing that you do that you feel like is is something you could share that makes you good at recruiting? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll, I'll talk from the new agent perspective and then I'll kind of maybe let Jamisha take on like the uh, more experienced agent. But so from the new agent perspective, um, we utilize the RAMP program, right? And if you look at what RAMP is, it's a program that Workman has developed, but basically it teaches you all of the fun fundamentals of running a real estate business, you know, and acting as an individual business owner in this business from, you know, your reason why you're doing this goal setting, um, of course, you know, the, the buyer and um, seller processes, but in a more competitive, you know, uh, 
competitive, you know, advantage. Also things like, you know, the disc assessment, really focusing heavy, heavily mm, on that, understanding absolutely. other personality types and how you can best interact with those personality types. I mean, you name it, have goals, goal sheets, having predictable income, understanding what your um, different pillars of marketing are, you know, what, 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 we call, what do we call them? Pillars, pillars of marketing. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, honing in on your um, pillars of marketing. I mean, it, it's just so much, you know, understanding your strengths and weaknesses and opportunities along with those, but it's just so much. And it's a really robust program. And we've taken that program and really honed in on it with our new agents. And so we use that program to um, have a 12-week curriculum for our new agents. And I mean, we've had agents from all over, Keller Williams, all the big boxes, you name it. And we actually like it when we get agents from other brokerages because they have something to compare mm -hmm. it to. Absolutely. And they'll tell you like the our new agent program is like no other. The amount of resources that they get. We have a new agent advisor that facilitates the program, but the just the abundance of resources that they get. Again, in my opinion, through this out-of-the-box solution that we, you know, put our, you know, put our little spin on. But um the abundance of resources that they get is phenomenal. I mean, like all of our new agents. Um um, have nothing but raving reviews to say about, you know, the program, but also it's, it's helped instill and build their confidence too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one thing you see with a, not a lot of new agents, they will actually shy away from, um, you know, trying to attract new business or, you know, they'll have business sitting yeah. right in front of their laps and they're scared to take scared it on that. because they, they, the lack of confidence, right? I don't know what to say. I don't know how to interact. I don't know what to do, you know? And so just that whole entire program has really shaped the way that we bring, I mean, that new agents that we mentor, coach, teach, um, have, have excelled in their real estate careers. So Nicole, is that optional when they join your brokerage? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's mm -hmm. not optional. <laughs> so two main things with the new agent program. Oh, well, a couple of things. One, you have to, of course, be someone that aligns with our core values. Um, the program is not optional. So we do take an assessment of their previous, um, you know, history or as an as an agent, because some of them are quote unquote, you know, they they're not brand new agents in terms of I just got my license, you know, um, but their look, their skill set may be, you know, considered mm -hmm. brand new agent. And then also they have to be full time. You know, it's an abundance of resources that, you know, we provide through that program. And, you know, if they can't um, commit to attending and being part of it, you know, it's a disservice for both of us. Absolutely. Yep. So I, I have something I want to add to your guys' recruiting um, because you're, you're too humble to say it. Uh, Nicole is always recruiting everywhere she goes. <laughs> she's always recruiting. And so I, I, I'm going to tell the story about you because it was last year on her birthday. She has a video person <laughs> on so staff. I love this story. So, uh, cause it's, it's so brilliant. Uh, so she, they, she has somebody who kind of doesn't always follow her around on video. But often oh my gosh. Her around. And so it was her birthday and she decided to have an adult slumber party and she had the person come and, and film it. And, and, and again, you got to go watch her videos. They're just so cool and classy and so well done and mm -hmm. so I got we get on the next call and I said do you realize what you did with that and she goes no I don't what are you talking about I just filmed my birthday party I said that was recruiting because you're selling a lifestyle she talks about going from the corporate world to having this life of luxury this freedom this you know financial freedom the fun the class all of that and just by putting that out there you know it it, it it's drawing people to them that want to have that same quality of life, right? And so yeah. um, our, our, um, um, our, our core value, our, our mission statement at my brokerage is to have a profound impact on agents' lives. And so yeah. when I think about what they do, 
when we, we put that out there, right, we have that quality of life. And it's not just about trophies and awards and how much money you make. It's about right. your quality of life. And so right. when, you, when you when you put stuff like that that out there, so she's always recruiting you guys. And so everything that she puts out, if you, it's very intentional how it's worded, what the message is, all of that. And it ties back to the core values. And so, and I love that you guys are saying that not everybody is welcome, right? As brokers, we tend to do that, right? We just come here, fog a mirror. Can you pay your dues? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah and so yeah, I yeah. love that, that you're protecting yeah. the culture. Yeah. So um, any, um, Jermisha, you got anything you want to add to that? Absolutely. So you're saying culture is, culture is everything. Let me say the after my wedding, aka the Christmas party. So after our Christmas party, Christmas in Noor, by the way, it was it was awesome. We had so many agents to reach out after that event because it was just like, I just want to be in that place with you all of excellence. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do are tied to the core values that we set because it was making it was it was sure that hey, if we're gonna even have a Christmas party. The Christmas parties is to be done in excellence. And so it resonates in all areas of our business on how we want to do that, because at the core of it, people who are attracted to this brand and this brand of lifestyle and excellence and, and all of that is attracted all the way around from recruitment forever. But uh, as far as recruiting talent and using workman systems, so Nicole stated a lot about the new agent program. So with the new agents, they go through almost like a live ramp. We have someone executing that. But with Workman, we're enterprise clients. So if you're not part of the Workman system, you might not understand what that means being Workman client, Workman enterprise clients. But we have the team. So normally on a small team, you have access to all the systems and the processes that Workman has to offer. We made so, it was so awesome. And the uh, impact that it had on the team was so great that we were like, we have to make the whole, make this available to the entire brokerage. Mm -hmm. So from a recruiting perspective, we made even our seasoned agents, or our seasoned recruits that are, you know, not new agents, but they came in and they say, hey, I don't need all this one-on-one. -on -one. I don't need to go through this class. I've been producing, but we made this Workman Enterprise System, what we consider BREG University, at their hands. And so they have modules, they have an on-demand training program that at any time they can go in and kind of dial into this training. Some of the training is very similar to what the new agents are receiving, but I'm just going to be honest, Nicole and I are out there making money in real estate and we did not have systems and processes. In place. Right. But we were making money. OK, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were doing great, but it was starting to get to a point that we were exhausted. We were tired. So that's why it was like this isn't just for the new agents to utilize this they have we have you know our slam, which is the selling listing agent mastery program, even rising agent. We learn so much. We, we dove into it as for ourselves so we could understand the training so we could educate and train our agents. But Nicole and I, we were taking pointers and tips that we were like, oh, we need absolutely to yeah. Yeah. our business. So mm -hmm. that's a way that we bring in when we're trying to recruit experienced agents who are like, I'm not a new agent. I'm not a new agent. You know, what does Brayton have to offer me as not a new agent? What services, what value do you have? Is we have this enterprise system that gives you access to, to basically the foundational elements of your business that if you didn't have before, it's okay. Let's 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 just let's create that foundation and those talents now so we can we can make it great from here. Do what we did. Let's revamp your business from here. So Nicole, do you do you work any buyers anymore? I rarely do. I hate to so it's it's allowed me to to make my life easier in terms of, you know, I am selective with the clientele that I take on. Um, you know, most of it, a lot of it is in my neighborhood, <laughs> which I love because you know I can literally just 
run around the corner, you know, just but it, it, the team, having the team has made my life easier in terms of, like I said, I, I, can, I have the convenience of being a little bit more selective with the business that I take on, you know, but right. I mean, like Jamisha said, a lot of the business that I've gained just through farming my community was things that I've learned through Workman too, you know, even as a seasoned realtor, you know, um, with already a good book of business, now I, I feel like I have more control of the business. Okay, so I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. What, what what unique ways are you attracting agents to your brokerage? And so for those of you that don't know what enterprise is, it's basically um, a package you can work with workmen on to have access. If you're coaching, you have access to the training center. But if you're a broker owner and you want, or a team lead, well, I guess if you're broker owner and you want access to that for your entire brokerage, that is a service that Workman offers uh, that you guys can have access. And I don't know if, if you guys have any questions or anything, put it in the chat and somebody from Workman will reach out to you and talk to you about that if you're interested in learning more. So um, is there anything else besides the ramp and training center that you feel like is, is and, and the video content, is there anything else you feel like um, makes you good? Well, let's talk a little bit about events. some of the events. I was going to well, say yeah. events. How <laughs> about events? <laughs> Something, you know, I feel... I feel like right. it's from from a you know from a, a leader perspective. You know, I meet with agents one on one all the time, and now I'm equipped with resources that I can give to them. You know, and I think that's made me be a better leader, coach, mentor, and so forth. You know, they may say, "Hey, I'm having trouble with time management and things like that." Oh, okay, let's grab my perfect week. Let's go through it. Let's follow. You know, let's write it out and all those things. So it has equipped you know us personally with resources so that we can be better coaches and mentors within our own brokerage. Yeah. So I think on social media, I mean, you guys are just very present on social media. Um, you know, we always joke around when it comes to recruiting, we're, we are our own best kept secret, right? Because we just don't, you know, and that's hard, right? It's hard to kind of be all, all, you know, these different places, but you've really used social media to spread the word. And you've even had agents from other parts of Texas want to join your brokerage, right? Uh, because because that culture is so loud and proud. But Shamisha, let's talk about events. You guys do some okay. events in the community where we invite agents to come. Um, and yes. that becomes like having Burl in town. Do you turn that into a recruiting mm -hmm. event, right? What other events do you guys do? So one of our flagship events is called In the Mix with Brayton. So that's a quarterly networking event that we can bring in industry partners. We bring in realtors. We have people coming in. And it's basically just so you can see firsthand. People always say, on social media, y'all are the same on social media as y'all are in real life. And it's so you can kind of see, touch, feel. You know, we're in the sales business as well. Recruiting is sales. And so people need to buy into that know, like, and trust factor. And the best way to do that is to invite our people, uh, whether it's our clients, industry partners, uh, you know, vendors that we work with, potential recruits, to allow them to interact with us. And it's not in a salesy type environment. It's building that camaraderie, building that trust, or even just building that spirit of collaboration that you can foster down the line. So uh, events are something great that we do. And so the, the social aspect is great. Brayton loves to have a good party. We always do it in pure Brayton fashion. Yeah. Uh, but we also have a lot of educational opportunities we believe in. And we've, we've brought, you know, commercial training uh, through some of our, you know, uh, commercial uh, uh, instructors that are top trick uh, instruct, uh, instructors in the um, in the state to come in doing training. We've brought Burl in for training um, because we want to always be learning, always learning is one of our core values as well. So we don't want to just have a good time. We want to make sure that, that we're bringing value uh, to the community that we serve through education as well, because um, yes, we're, we're not running not-for-profit organizations. Okay, <laughs> so we need to make sure that everybody knows what they need to do to uh, excel in this industry. Yeah. Do you have any tips that you would offer somebody who's just getting started with recruiting? Oh, create your core values. Okay, so when you're a new agent, you will bring in your mama, 
who mm-mm, you will bring your mama your anies okay <laughs> well, from the south everybody's little you know uh so you will say just come up come on come as you are you know this is not church you know everybody is not welcome at the table so set those core values and set them up live by them live by them and you're recruiting even if you're a team and you're not recruiting you know a you know brokerage agents who can do whatever when you're a team and you're like i am stressed and i just need some help i need a buyer's agent on my side or i just need an admin on my side don't get desperate set those core values first and once you set the core values and you identify when you're conducting those interviews or hey are you going to come to the table and they don't match your core values let them, what, what, what do you always say, Sarah? You know, release them to their destiny. Okay. No, give them back to the market. Give them back to the market. Give them back to the market. Release them to their destiny. It's yeah. okay. Everybody is not meant for you um, because I'm telling you, it will just, just choose the right hire from, from beginning and don't yeah. feel desperate to hire because you tired. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, that's that's a big mistake that we made. We would hire out of desperation just because we needed somebody. You know, um, Workman really taught us how to thoroughly um, vet out, you know, a candidate through you know disc assessment, multiple interviews, you know, informal interviews, you know, um, really just honing into you know not just that them um, as a professional, but you know what's their personal life. You know, do they have Sarah always says, do they have crazy at home? Because if they have crazy at home, it's going to turn to crazy at work, and she's not lying. You know, <laughs> you know, so I mean, when I say uh, when I say comprehensive, you know, it's comprehensive. We don't just use workmen for agent related, you know, in terms of like training our agents and things like that. We truly do utilize their system to run our business. OK, so we call that opportunity hires, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't make opportunity hires. And I always tell people, fall in love with the process. Right. The person. Yeah. Right. Like, fall and, in love with and the process. We'll even send like, hey, we got a new candidate, Sarah. Can you look at their disc assessment? You know, she gives her honest feedback. And I'll admit this. I'm shamely admitting that, you know, when we didn't listen to Sarah and we hired somebody, it didn't turn out right. You know, it never turns out right. I don't know why we keep doing it. Follow the process. You know, it it just works. You know, and I hate to say this. So now we're like, okay, every time we don't listen to Sarah, every time we don't follow the process, you already know what the outcome is going to be. You know, we have to remind ourselves because we get that edge sometimes. I'm like, we're just going to try this. Nope, 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 nope. We're, We're beyond the experimental phase it's already lined out for us you know it's already outlined for us just follow it and it works I love you too you're cracking me up (laughs) I hope I have some other coaching clients on this call today (laughs) I'm gonna have listen to Sarah listen to Sarah (laughs) but that that is it does it's crazy that sticks in the back of my mind do they have crazy at home and she blatantly says it just like that you know do they have crazy at home well, yeah, y'all know my story about not listening to crazy and it was crazy. So, uh, so we've already kind of talked a little bit about this, but, you know, so I, I just want to drive home the point too, that, you know, when they onboard somebody, they have to fit the culture and going through ramp or slam or their training program is not, it's not optional, right? It's mandatory. Right. They want to be a part of the, a, bar, a part of that. Is there anything else about your onboarding process besides the training that you feel is valuable to share? Oh, it's the, it's the training is great, but I will give a shout out to our, uh, new agent advisor, Ebony Royal. She's also a workman facilitator. So she's uh, trained on facilitating the um, the Rising Agent Mastery Program through RAMP. And she is just a pure, patient soul who is super accountable. Absolutely, yeah. And she is one of those persons when we were just trying to determine 
who is best to lead the class because working teachers build our systems. You can't do everything all the time. So we need to bring someone in. And she met all of our, our core values all day. And so every, in her training and everything that she does, she also gives it her everything. Yeah. And she's patient. She's kind. She's full of resources. And we really appreciate her. So she's been phenomenal. So you yeah. have to have that right hire. Yeah, you can have all these systems, you can have all the right processes, but if you don't have the right hire, it all goes to yeah. the wire. Yeah. And I will say this, I, I, I feel that Ebony believes in mm -hmm. the, you know, she believes in the, the information that she's passing along, you know what I'm saying? She's she's honing it, she's honed it in for herself. And honestly, I've seen her, you know, grow into a superstar agent as well, you know, and a lot of the reason why is because she actively, you know, works the fundamentals that she teaches, you know, and so, you know, when you believe in something, you're actively doing it. I mean, it becomes easy for you to regurgitate and, you know, guide others. Absolutely. So I, will, I love that. I, I will, I will say we tried to roll out this. We did a, a expansion um, team. I wasn't going to bring that up. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. You know, they can't just know the good Sarah. Okay. We got to give them the good, <laughs> bad and the ugly. Okay. Give them the good, bad and the ugly. So we, uh, we tried to, we tried to expand into another market. Uh, we brought someone in as our manager in that market. We we gave them the workman ways, okay? We like, hey, this is the system. They didn't they didn't read watch any of the videos. They didn't yeah, watch. They weren't bought in. They were yeah. they they were like, oh, I read it, but it was just kind of I already know some of this stuff, you know. It was, and so when we were recruiting agents in that market, their responsibility was to similar to evidence was to facilitate this process with them in that market. But because they did not believe in it and they were not bought into it. And for those of you who are not working, you know, it's, it's not necessarily work. You know, it's not about it's about whatever process system you have in place. If the people that you're hiring are not bought into your vision or your mission and your process and system of how you do business, then that's not OK. So mm -hmm. she wasn't bought in. And to the systems and to the process, to the, the workman way and how we train our clients. So it ended up, it did not go well. The agents did not have the structure that they needed to be successful. Right. And as we all know, new agents that are transitioning from a nine to five work environment, real estate, you need that stability. You need that. It really helps to have that level of structure. And that's what that new agent training program and the workman process and system gives to the agents. It gives them a sense of what do I need to be doing today? I'm an agent. Now what? How do I structure my day? Which is very, right. very important. So that rolls into the next part of the slide here is besides the training system, and we, we know we've talked about da daily success habits that your team, mm -hmm. that's a non-negotiable for your team, right? That's right. just, they know it coming in. Mm -hmm. We have the 10 things to be on the team that we live by, right? You guys huddle every day. We have meetings and then we do the, the double looping on leads and then another tool that you guys- <laughs> Oh, the double looping is always so hilarious. Agent is Sarah's fault team members. It's Sarah's fault <laughs> that double looping is there. But, yeah, but, but some of the tools, you know, essentially um, the workbench, number one, because all of our agents um, can track their daily success habits. And that's one thing that they have to do. They have to track them daily. So we hold them accountable by making sure they're tracking the success habits. And so they can log into the workbench from their desktops or they have an app on their phone. So I always say it's no excuse to not track because you can just, we're on our phones 24 seven. You can open up the app on your phone and track. Um, funny thing when we have our huddles, I don't, I don't go in there every day, but I'll go in there and look and see, you know, when people say, oh, they've had, you know, I had a rough day yesterday, da, 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 da. I'm like, well, hey, you didn't log any success habits or you only logged a few of them, you know, your effort 
you know, your results is a, is, you know, it's a direct correlation, you know, to your effort. So um, that, you know, and then also um, Sisu. Sisu is what we use for our lead and um, contract tracker, transaction tracker, essentially. But, you know, um, sourcing, I know, Sarah, you, we just had a whole source cleanup, right? But just kind of understanding where our leads are coming from and making sure that we have everything sourced correctly so that we can go, you know, review, you know, what are some of our big, biggest lead sources. Um, you know, we introduced um, YouTube as a lead source, and it's been phenomenal for us, honestly, you know. Um, and so just, you know, having uh, a better understanding of, you know, what platform and resources, you know, where, where our marketing dollars should go essentially mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And then also the um, NCSU, it also allows the agents to categorize the, you know, the type of lead, right? So we give them structure from that perspective, you know, how often should you be following up with the lead based on their category? You know, and I mean, honestly, these are all follow-up strategies and things that we've learned from workmen. Um, but just, you know, having those resources readily available, those are some of the tools that we use like on a regular um, with the team. Okay, so CSU, DSH, and then you're referring to the ABCs. Um, right, the, ABC the ABCs, yeah. And the workbench, you know, yeah, the, the workbench, you know, being able to log their success habits. Okay, cool. Uh, and just real quickly, those of you, if you're if you are private coaching clients, ask your coach for the double looping, what is it called? Double looping and accountability and awareness. Uh, and uh, ask your coach for that because it's a game changer when it comes to holding your team accountable for lead follow-up, right? It's yeah, easy yeah. when it's easy when it's Nicole's credit card paying for the leads, right? Yeah. Or her or her YouTube channel driving the leads, right? Um, so and that's a whole other we don't have we don't have time to talk about her YouTube channel, but definitely go check it out. How many leads did you generate in one month? Oh my God, like 40. Yeah, yeah 40, YouTube, so. 40, 40, 40 so, very, very qualified leads. Yeah, and, just from just the YouTube channel. Yeah, and YouTube also, you guys, and again, I'm, I got to move on to the next slide in lieu of time, but once you have enough content on YouTube, it actually starts to pay you as well. So um, I heard a story of an agent that made like $86,000 in one year. That's, I mean, oh, wow. That's pretty good, right? So Nicole, you we got that, Nicole. We got I wish you. from YouTube. <laughs> so, um, so awesome. Those are great, great tools you guys are using. So, let's talk a little bit about top fifty. Yeah. Oh, okay. top, top fifty is is beautiful. So, game so it's yeah. a game changer. So, what top fifty is is top is your biggest supporters as is is fifty is finding the fifty people in your life that you want to do business with or you want them to refer you business. If you adopt top 50, it's if you touch, nurture, reach out to those 50 people and ask them for 50, one lead. If you can expect one lead every year, not month, not week, not day, but if you could get one lead from every one of your top 50, that way you're getting, you can fit the leads from month from people that know, like, and trust you. And what we all know is that referrals are the best type of leads that we can get. But the beautiful way of top 50, what I love about top 50. So Sarah's been saying, oh, Nicole's social media is great. Nicole's social media is wonderful. Nicole's social media is great. Some of us, like myself, we're not, we're not social media people. And that doesn't mean that you're going to sit on the wayside and, you know, you just, you, you can't sell real estate because you're not efficient or effective at social media. It's just that you have to double down on working your sphere of influence and making those touches. And so uh, one way that we implemented top 50 in our businesses, you know, it's just nurturing through events, monthly touches, daily touches, you know, like I said, having events touching those people, nurturing those people. Uh, top 50 tracker, they have 8651 is a great resource for top 50, but I'll jump into it real quick, sorry. Um, we were heavy in social media leads at one time. So Nicole, yeah. I, Nicole will remember this. 
Nicole got the social media, the the, the Facebook hacked. Okay, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nicole, see, you own it too much. That's why it got hacked. My page not getting yeah. hacked. Nobody cares about my social media page like that. It got hacked. So all of our leads and everything. So Sarah had been telling us for months, how's y'all top 50 going? How y'all working y'all top 50? What top 50 initiative are you doing this month? What top 50? We were like, we're going to work on it, Sarah. We're working on it, Sarah. Okay. So, uh, yes. So we didn't work on it. Okay. Let's just be honest. But once we start receiving leads from our, uh, from our social media sites, we were heavy on Facebook leads at one time. We had to tell our teams, get on the phone. Okay. Reach out to top 50. And what that did for our business it was wonderful and it forced us to integrate top 50 into our business. And I'll let Nicole kind of uh, jump in yeah. on that too, on the impact that it had with our uh, trajectory of our leads from, uh, from that point on as well. No, absolutely. You know, and it's something I, I, I still think we can get tighter on it, just being absolutely. honest, but you know, from like, like Jamisha said, you know, we were all heavy into um, Facebook ads and, you know, generating tons of leads from Facebook. And then one day it just cut off and we couldn't cut it back on, you know? And so just to think, you know, from a team running and operating a team, you know, your main lead generation source just tanks, you know, um, that can be a heavy, heavy impact to your bottom line, you know? So we really did hone in on the top 50, but what we learned is that number one, the conversion rate shot through the roof because we were not doing any more internet cold calling. And now we were nurturing, you know, our, our, top referral partners. So, you know, it helped really help with our conversion rate to sh shoot through the roof. We didn't miss a dime in terms of, you know, our, our agents like closing ratios and things like that. So it really did, you know, it, it, it bought us in, you know, it made us, you know, truly understand the impact. Yeah. It, the impact of nurturing your top referral database. And, um, I don't know, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, they see me and they see, you know, oh, you've done, you know, X, Y, Z on social media. And just being very frank, some people are scared to death to, you know, get on social media, get in front of the camera and things like that. You know, so I try to, as much as I am on social media, you know, I really try to instill in our agents that there are other, you know, what we call pillars of income. You know, there are other marketing strategies that you can use that can generate you just as much income as, you know, a powerful, powerful social media influencer could, um, you know, it's just working them, you know, and we really- and that's a good reminder as to why we advocate that in coaching to have four pillars, right? So that if the one mm -hmm. of the pillars falls down or gets shut off like yeah. Facebook, you've got three other pillars that are continuing to drive business. So um, yeah, you guys were a little slow to adopt top 50, but yeah, I'm, very, right. I'm yeah. very proud of you that you've, <laughs> we've, we've learned from that and we're, we're implementing it. So, and, and we've so got what I want, what I want to bring up about top 50 as well. We all know real estate is about relationships and a lot of people in the beginning a lot of them can't afford the lead generate, you know, real estate gets expensive as well. Everybody's selling everything to realtors. And so it's a really low cost way to generate leads. And it's just bootstrapping it, just getting in, you know, doing the dirty work, you know, making that happen, uh, making those touches. But we were in our uh, weekly team meeting on Monday. Uh, one of our uh, team members said, it was like, let's discuss some of your successes. He said, I sent five handwritten cards and I got a referral. Nice. This is a, it was less than what a week turnaround. He just sent them this past weekend and already he's his client received the handwritten card and he's already has a referral from that. And that was from his, he sent a handwritten card to his top 50. 
Yeah. Love that. So people are still writing cards. Some people yeah. are still checking the mail. I might not be one of them, but some people <laughs> do. So before we jump into Q&A, um, any final thoughts that you want to share with the group and just a success tip, something to do, an ingredient, anything, just final thoughts before we jump into Q&A? Consistency. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is the biggest thing, like for those that did not, that don't adopt to the daily. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. Those modules can be boring. Okay. To people that are just sitting in a room watching them. Okay. They can be, um, but it's the systems and the process. And if you do it consistently, I promise you, you will reap the rewards. And that's the biggest uh, part from the buy-in from our agents. So if you, you know, you have a team, you have a brokerage, or even if you're an independent agent and you're like, I've seen some of this stuff, whatever it is, if you just do it consistently and buy into the execution strategy of it, you're going to see the results. What you can be sure of, if you don't do anything, you're not going to see any results. Okay. (laughs) So at least try, put in the effort, do it consistently. And if you are already not making no money, what can it hurt? Just give it a chance. Right. I love that. (laughs) Nicole. I mean, for me, the biggest thing was, I'll be honest, when Jamisha approached me with coaching, you know, still thinking that agent mindset, just like, how much is this going to cost us, right? (laughs) But what I failed to look at is how much is this going to make us? Mm -hmm. You know, so if, like Jamisha said, if you, you know, you can buy into anything, if you don't do anything, you're not going to get anything out of it, right? But I would encourage you guys to not be like, you know, somebody like Jamisha and I, um, been in real estate for 11 years, spent the first eight years, seven years of our business. I mean, just as individual realtors trying to figure it out, you know, Mm -hmm. um, not one coach, not one mentor. And I always, I make a joke, but I'm dead serious. Had I bought into like coaching and training earlier on in life, you know, I'd be a multimillionaire in this business right now. You know, so, so my advice is just, you know, don't focus on what it's going to cost you focus on what, how much it can make you. Absolutely. I love that. Love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's look at our chat. So we got anybody want to come off mute and ask questions if you're in the panel. So let's see. I will. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Jonathan. Hi. Uh, hey, I applaud the heck out of y'all on your success. Uh, so with the agents that you had when you originally started your team, trying to get them to adopt the DSH points structure and doing those things, I know this is a question that comes up for every single team leader is getting them to actually adopt it is consistently a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Uh, So do you have any tips or ideas on that? Or do you put them out to pastor? No, everybody doesn't adopt into it, right? You know, everybody, you that it 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 takes a mindset shift, right? And anything new, you know, people are going. Not everybody's going to adapt into it. But what we what they clearly realized and what we clearly saw. I mean, what they clearly saw is that the ones that did hone into it. I mean, their profit. I mean, their the money, amount of money they made just kind of shot through the roof, right? Um, and so I think it took a minute for those to adopt in it. But I would say get one champion on the team, you know, because ev- everybody on the team there. There's always that one or two that really have an influence, you know, outside of the team lead, right? Because the team lead is kind of, and sometimes can be the boss, right? Certain things you don't say in front of the boss, you may say to your coworkers and things like that, right? So if you just find, you know, one that really has, you know, that has some sort of influence on the team and help them help you champion, you know, the success habits that that will help you as well. For sure. And Jonathan, I want to go back to the 10 things to be on the team, right? It's very clear the expectations that are set there. And if you have somebody and you go back to your culture and if Verl was running this webinar, he would say we can solve all problems on the team with our core values, Mm -hmm. right? With our core values. So if they're not in alignment with that, and if, you know, if if DSH is is a 
to, you know, on the 10 things and your one of your core values doesn't line up with their behavior, then we need to have a little tighten up with them as Christy Buck would say. Um, nice. So <laughs> I hope that answers your question. And then, so Cindy asked, who makes the first move? Does the candidate call you or do you call the candidate? So we kind so of- we have we have an attraction. Uh, we we attract a lot of agents versus recruiting. So we still right. need we we need a lot of work. Uh, we're still working in that recruitment. We've had a lot of organic growth. So the agents do reach out first uh, through either calling through our website. Uh, then they're vetted through their application. So they're sent a link through a landing page. They have to uh, send the um, send a link. We vet the application and then we reach out and start our recruitment process from there. Okay. Um, any other questions in here, Gabby? I'm having a hard time getting to them because every time I go, it I it jumps around. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. So um, from the, the the time that you guys started with the uh, coaching with workmen, how long did it take to um, to switch over from a bunch of part timers to everybody full time and kind of <laughs> starting to realize the vision? How long did that process take? Pretty early on, don't you think? We mm -hmm. cleaned house pretty well, early. We introduced a new standard, you know, commission structure. Um, more aligned with the industry, you know, based on, you know, us working and that kind of just weeded out a lot of people because the thing with, um, with, um, with part-timers, you know, um, they're not, they're not really focused on, you know, real estate anyway, and they don't want to give up a lot of their money. And so, you know, when we kind of changed the commission structure around that just kind of honestly weeded them out. Yeah. Self-elimination. Yep. Self-elimination and, and getting clear on core values too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when they Absolutely. got clear, when they got clear about their core values, it changed their mindset about their value proposition, which then made it easier to change commission structures because we started to realize like we we're worth more than this. Right. And we're trapped right. in want nothing, yeah, right? Yeah. Who want that low quality service versus we want to do things with excellence, right? So as soon as they shifted their mindset and realized the value that they brought, it started to make it much yeah. easier to recruit. So um, do you happen to know what uh, your buyer's agent wrote on that handwritten note card? Somebody's asking what they wrote in the card to get the referral. No, but we'll do, We so we have, I have no clue what they wrote, but we okay. do have, uh, I'm sure you can probably go into Workman and download some, I'll be <laughs> honest, in the resource library. I mean, they literally give you everything, but no, we don't, we we don't, you know, we don't monitor exactly what they write, but we do those types of initiatives. So like, you know, that was the weekly, that was the weekly challenge, like that particular week, um, competition, not challenge competition, but that particular week, it was like, okay, we're focusing on handwritten notes, the top 50, not everybody at least write five handwritten notes. And it's easy because I can look in the workbench and it itemizes out, you know, the activities that they've done. So if, you know, looking at the entire team, we don't have any handwritten notes this week, you know, all right, now new, new, you know, new, um, now new competition, everybody gets some handwritten notes out, you know, so it kind of helps you tailor, you know, these competitions, you know, just keep morale good, keep camaraderie good too, and then allows you to understand what your agents are, are, or are not focusing on. And so that's one thing that we need to do a better job in focusing on. So, we'll, you know, we'll, you know, through monitoring through at the workbook, I mean, through workbench, we can then, you know, create, you know, hey, here's what the focus is this week. Inspect what you expect, right? Right. Um, so we had we had another question about the top fifty. Um, I don't know who this was, but um, eighty six fifty one in the back of that is chocked full of incentives for every single month. So um, there's all you don't have to reinvent the wheel. We've already given you some yes. ideas, uh, and so I hope that answers your question. Let me see. Let me make sure I get to all the questions, if I can. Um, commission structure. I, I don't know that we want to necessarily talk about that today. Um, certainly, Nicole and Jamisha, I'm sure you would have a conversation with someone offline if you wanted yeah. to share what your commission structure is. Right. Um, that gets a little dicey to share that type of stuff in a, in a recorded webinar like this, just because, you know, every market's different and commissioner mm -hmm. standards and things are different. So um, 
Okay. Anything else in here? What is this? And while you while you pulling up the chat, Sarah, I want to point out too. Once you start using the chat, the uh, the tracking mechanisms, whether you're a workbench or a coaching client and you have access to workbench, or if you just have them fill out their daily success habits every day. Once you realize that, hey, they've made 60 phone calls and they, not one lead, then you need to understand, what are you saying to these people? Okay? Right. <laughs> because if you are doing that much work and I have agents all the time that say, I'm doing the job, I'm doing it, I'm making the phone calls, I'm, I'm writing the handwritten letters, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm still not seeing any results. Us as leaders and team leaders and brokerage owners and, and brokers get to say, well, let's dive deeper into what you're saying, not what you're doing, but you know, what are, what are you doing? Like, you know, what are those steps? What are you writing in that letter? Are you saying, don't call me, you know, Hey, you, you know, what are you saying? Are you yeah. saying, Hey, I, can you send me a lead? Like, what are you saying? So once you track it, you're able to go back and have a deeper dive. And so you can really get to the root of the problem or whatever's going on. So we can uh, really help that agent to find their, you know, their greatest level of success. So are you saying you role play with your agents? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Good yeah, segue, so Sarah. Good one, Sarah. Good assist, Sarah. Good assist. And it's true, right? We, we, if they're not, if they're not, if they're making the calls and they're not getting conversion rate, then we need to work on that. Um, the average sales price for you guys, what, three, 350 now 350 in Houston? here in the Houston. 350. Yeah. yeah. And they work primarily the, the Houston market. So we are at two minutes till. Are there any final questions or thoughts? Uh, anybody else got any other questions? Awesome. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Secondary email. Oh, okay. That's somebody for Gabby. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you ladies. Thanks so much for sharing and being as transparent and open. And um, hopefully somebody of you guys got some stuff out of this. And I'm certainly happy to talk to anyone. If you want to reach out to me, uh, I'm certainly happy to share anything additional. And I know that the two ladies would also, if you have anything else that uh, you want to take offline, they certainly are um, a resource for us. Yeah, just thank, thank you, you so all. Much, we really yeah, appreciate thank you guys it. so much. Thank this you. Thank you, Workman. Thank you, Sarah. We appreciate you all for being here. Awesome. Gabby, is there bigger celebrities now? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. So we like that. <laughs> Paparazzi's gonna be following us soon. <laughs> <laughs>